Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis. This is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be speaking with Indigenous Executive Chef Bill Alexander from his home in Calgary, Alberta. Chef Bill has dedicated his career to creating a nationwide Indigenous culinary strategy focusing on a vision for a world where Indigenous food is not a dish served but for one, but rather a cultural feast and a celebration of nations. On the heels of National Indigenous Peoples Day, we're going to talk with Chef Bill about how food can shape the stories we tell and how food is a powerful conduit to breaking barriers and sharing who we are as people. All right, let's talk with Executive Chef Bill Alexander. How are you, Bill? I'm great, Marilyn. How are you? Yeah, you're soaking in that Calgary sunshine. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today. I mean, nothing really to complain about for sure. That's all right. So what does this day and month mean to you as we have conversations about race and racism that are we're now at the forefront in Canada? Yeah, you know, this is a special month for Indigenous people. Um, it, and, and particularly with what's going on in Canada right now, like we find a lot of issues in regards to race or racism often have a lot to do with uh, lack of association or lack of understanding of multiple uh, cultures. For this month being National Indigenous History Month and National Indigenous History Day, uh, it's a fantastic way for us to celebrate our achievements, uh, our associations, the things we've accomplished as Indigenous people. It's a chance for us to celebrate, invite people into our world and really, really move together as a community instead of as individuals. Let's talk about your world and how you grew up uh, in Ontario, Western Quebec, and you credit your mother for shaping your career as a chef. Yeah, my my mother was, uh, was she passed away a couple of years ago, but without a doubt, she was the strongest influence on me as a person. She taught me what it was to be a strong Indigenous woman uh, in a world that didn't always understand that. I learned life mm. skills. Uh, that were that have absolutely shaped me as who I am as a chef, uh, from the farming and the hunting and the forging to uh, really acting as a community and as and it takes on a much deeper value than uh, say the normal just provide food for your family. The truth is, I'm a bit of a minority when it comes to uh, Indigenous cooking because in our history, it was always the females that were uh, pre predominantly female-driven as role models and as the community cooks and chefs in, uh, in our culture. So the fact that even though in our world right now, and it's it, for the large part of the better part of the last 50 years, it's been largely male-driven in the chef industry and all kinds of stereotypes about, uh, about women's role being in the kitchen. But the truth is, in an Indigenous culture with it, it's actually a really revered position. So learning that care and how food brings people together as a child and that respect for women as an overall um, guidance factor in our culture that really shaped me to the person that I am and the chef that I am. And it really is our matriarchal figures that, that held us together and shaped me. You say food is a great equalizer. What do you mean by that? We have an opportunity with food to ask many people from different cultures to, to come to a table. Initially, though those cultures may not understand or those people in, in, in individuality may not understand that they have anything in common. When you have the ability for them to sit, share, and love a meal together, you've actually broken down that first barrier of thinking that we share nothing. I've always viewed food as an extremely powerful conduit. 
what you do with it, how you're able to express yourself through it, and what you're able to do with it while people are eating it gives us a real opportunity uh, as a, as to be comfortable and learn about each other while doing something that we all do three times a day, every day of the year. To share their stories. So important. Right. Yeah, you know, as an indigenous person, as an indigenous culture, we've got thousands of years of stories. So, so uh, from a chef perspective, with it, I think that's a lot of meals we could share together to find out. Uh, no kidding. And I think about the amount of or the lack of information and schooling that we got on uh, our mm-hmm. indigenous friends. Uh, it, it's 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 sort of the responsibility now of of all of us to get to know that history and to honor that history. Uh, you have a very insightful understanding of history. You say the interesting thing about history is that it's already done and already happened, yet it is changing every day. Expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I think when we think about history in general, we often think about uh, how it is taught in schools or how it is taught as in uh, it's definite. The truth is, is like the acts have already happened or the or the instances have already occurred. But what we're finding is our knowledge on what on what happened, how they occurred is actually what's changing. You know, for Indigenous people, uh, 500 years ago, Indigenous people were pretty much the only people on this land. And yet now we're approaching mm-hmm. a time where Canada is celebrating, about to celebrate its 153rd birthday. Canada has developed into the most multicultural country in the world. And that is something that's made us great. But I look forward to our future that is continuing to develop relationships within Canada growing as a country and them and the past and cultures that have helped shape it become uh, to the country that it is. We're learning more and more and more about our culture every day. And that's why my viewpoint is that though history has already happened, it very much is changing on a daily basis. Let's talk about uh, these race conversations that we are and going to continue uh, throughout Canada to talk about. You say actionable choices. What can people do, Bill, to learn more, to be an ally? What, where, where can you direct us on that? Yeah, you know, I, I often think that in regards to racism and, and where we're kind of going with this, there's a few different, uh, there's a few different points. Um, interestingly enough, sometimes when we think we're not involved in a situation or a situation doesn't apply to us, the most damage that can be done are thing, are, is not what we actually do wrong as individuals. It's what we do nothing about and we stand by and, and uh, just accept. Some of the biggest mistakes that I have made in my life uh, was standing by and hoping things would get better on their own. You know, I, I've experienced uh, my own setbacks and my own issues uh, with people, you know, whether it's validating Indigenous food uh, as to why it should have its place in Canada, right up to the worst case situation of being asked by an employer to uh, prove lineage or have a blood test to prove I'm Indigenous. Uh, we live in, in a world right now where, where as people, I think we often feel too comfortable with asking people to, to, to validate themselves. Um, and, and I really genuinely believe that we need to replace validation with understanding and acceptance. The truth is, is I would challenge anybody to this is not to avoid tough conversations, but to think more along the line of, if you're about to have them, try to get some different perspective. The truth is, is you don't learn 
or have the opportunity to learn as much if you're only speaking to people that think exactly the way you do. So I would challenge people that it's not about being right or wrong. It's about having the greatest understanding of different perspectives and what people are, are really, really going through. And, and I think we're in a time right now where we need to be uh, less worried about how people are going to react to our question and start asking the questions um, in hopes that people mm-hmm. will, will just answer honestly. Give us an example of what you have experienced in your life as a chef. Yeah. So interestingly enough, right, it actually, uh, like racism can come from both sides, right? Like this is why I want to say yeah, this. It's yeah. not an individual. It comes from every side. Uh, you know, I, I am an Indigenous chef. Um, I'm an Indigenous person before any of that with it. Uh, that's how I relate. That's how I was raised. But I was very much raised in, in, in a world uh, that it's not only Indigenous. As previously stated, like Canada is so multicultural. So the truth is, is I look like I'm white. So I, I have uh, experienced issues before where, where even from, uh, from a, a cultural standpoint is why is this person speaking on Indigenous? Um, I've, as a chef, mm. I've uh, experienced validations as if Indigenous food is this new fad. Uh, I kind of laugh, honestly, and I think it's, it's funny to think about. Um, you know, Indigenous people have been within Canada for, for as we know right now, up to 14,000 years, these lands up to 14,000 yes. years. And Indigenous food has been around as long as Indigenous people. So the idea that, that, that this might possibly be a fad, I kind of smirk because I'm like, it's like a 14,000 year fad, which makes it pretty successful. <laughs> so what's new to us is the sharing of our culture. And in the past, this has been a sensitive subject because... Um, We've experienced a lot of our culture either being taken or lost. And this idea of sharing who you are is is really sensitive and hard, but it's something that we need to do. And because I've been at the forefront of, say, doing that, I've put myself mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in some positions sometimes that is constantly open to, to criticism. And as I previously mentioned, the, the worst case scenario was literally being asked by an employer to prove that I was Indigenous by a non-Indigenous employer, by, by a non-Indigenous person. So when we talk about those like validations and stuff, like these are the type of situations that, that in fact make things so personal for people. But, but sure. this is what we need to move by. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. That, well, that's just one of many stories I'm sure you have to share with us. What are, uh, Mel, what are some of the misconceptions uh, about Indigenous food? And this, I, I find it remarkable that it's this new fad. I love your point on that. Uh, yeah. Know, so tell, yeah, tell me about some of the misconceptions about that. It's interesting with the history of in, Indigenous people, Indigenous food, but, and, and that relation to a fad, because I think there's this belief sometimes that like it's a new thing and it's taking away from some of the original cuisines that have helped shape Canada. And, and the truth is, is I'm really proud of what we do. Uh, I'm really proud of, what, of who I am. And, and I, I'd love to see it as just Canada, as, as Indigenous food having a, a place in Canada. Um, a, right. You know, think of a world where you could wake up in the morning and, and say, I feel like Indigenous today and not have an asterisk beside it or, or not have to drive across the country to have it. I, I, I think it's mm. truly accepting Indigenous people as a major part of, of our, our culture and, and, and us um, 
wanting and providing an environment to share those things uh, so that it becomes so accessible that it can't be ignored anymore. Right, right. And with that, we get to a table, we share the food, we share the stories, we get great insights from, from you know, our friends, and that's what we need to do. Where can people learn more about what we're talking about, the Indigenous cuisine? Um, I, I know you have a website for us to go to, but I, I'm just curious, even, you know, I'm going to ask you this too. As I have a, a one-year-old granddaughter, I need to, yeah. you know, up my game on what I'm doing. I'm not ashamed to ask questions for sure. And I, I, I appreciate you being so warm and welcoming about saying you can do that. But what can we do to be better grandparents, parents uh, to our children? Yeah, I, you know, that's a great question, Marilyn. I, I honestly think, um, you know, we, get, we become successful in our careers, we become successful from the things we know, and, and, uh, and learn. And I would think that the thing I would challenge everybody to is to uh, take the learning to an aspect that, that continues far past, uh, far past school. Uh, the truth is, is, is put yourself in situations that might be a little bit uncomfortable right now, um, but take them as learning, uh, as learning instances for what we can do, you know, go to a powwow. They're open to everybody. They're there to share a culture. Go see those things. Go, uh, most, like a lot of communities have them. They're all across Canada with it. Uh, and, and don't be afraid to ask those tough questions, but ask them from a perspective of learning somebody else's perspective. It's, mm-hmm. it's not about the argument side of things. It's, it's genuinely about the information side of things. Um, it, we talk about, a, um, the truth is, is putting yourself in a situation where you can learn. We talk about hospitality. Hospitality is inviting somebody into your house, taking care of them. When we talk about tourism on a side of things, when people open businesses and share these things, it's the equivalent of inviting somebody in to learn about them and who they are. We have this major website in, in Canada called destinationindigenous.ca, which is really a one-stop shop to things that are going on. If you're specifically interested in culinary, the Indigenous Culinary of Associated Nations in Canada has their own microsite mm-hmm. that is just about food and where you can experience. But if you're interested in our artwork, our, our beads, our, our dancing, it's like all of the things that attracts people to our culture, there's one that one website of and, and microsite of of um of information will really give people a national perspective on how you can become involved and, and what you can uh, take part in and really truly learn. The truth is um, we need both. We need indigenous people to love where they're from, but we need other people to love and want to learn more. And that's what really makes this opportunity um, very special. So modern world, social media society, click on that website, go to it, see it actually goes live. It is live right now, but it actually goes live with a big kickoff on national indigenous people's day on June 21st. And uh, yeah, we, we, we'd love people to see what we've been doing nationally. So great to talk to you. I know you usually come into the studio. We cook up some delicious food, but this was a great conversation and one that it was well overdue. Bill, thank you for uh, navigating this all for us. And uh, I hope you have a great celebration and we celebrate with you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Marilyn. My pleasure. It's always great to connect with Chef Bill Alexander. As he mentioned, you can go to the DestinationIndigenous.ca website to learn more about Indigenous culinary cuisine and experiences. That's it for this episode of Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast, which you can download from the iHeartRadio app 
or anywhere you get your podcasts.